0: Yeah, good, thank you.
1: see you this morning. Come on in if you're still in the foyer, if you're scrambling around in your lounge, take your seats. Welcome to church this morning. It's lovely to see you. My name's Pam Wilson and it is lovely to be with you this morning. Welcome to church. If you are new to Activate, if you're at home and you're new with us this morning, please feel free to jump on our website and find out more about us. If you're in the in the auditorium, please, there's a little QR codes on the backs of your seats. Scan and you'll find out some information about us and we'll find out a little bit more about you as well. There's some little bags in the foyer as well, so please help yourselves to one of those as you leave. If you are under 12 this morning, put your hand up if you're under 12. Actually under 12 no teenagers who think just they act like they're under 12 actually under 12, do you know what This small, I know it's the school holidays but there's a really cool movie for you this morning and it's in the downstairs cafe so look at the person you're with, mum, dad, the adult and go please please can I go, please can I go and watch the movie so out you go to the downstairs cafe, It's downstairs cafe that way You need to be signed in, so take a grown up with you. But there's a cool movie out there for you guys this morning. Who's had a birthday or wedding anniversary? We would love to celebrate with you this morning. Hands up, big hands, so the people in the green t-shirts can see you. Who has celebrated birthdays or wedding anniversaries this week? Wonderful, on both sides of the auditorium, that's great because that gets the host team running. Happy birthday, happy wedding anniversary. We would love to pray a blessing over you this morning. Father God, we thank you for people who celebrate this week. They celebrate their birthdays, they celebrate their wedding anniversaries. Thank you, mighty God, for these people. I pray your blessing and protection over them this morning. Amen, amen. I'd also like us to uh, pray together um, you only need to watch the news and you see the uh, tragedies over the world at the moment and in New Zealand. If, uh, a number of our families at Activate are from South Africa and we've, we feel for you this morning and we'd love to stand and pray together. So let's all stand up. Let's pray together. Father God, we know that you are a mighty God. We know, Lord, that everything is in your control. And so, Father, we speak peace and protection across New Zealand, across our families and uh, extended families in South Africa and across the world. Mighty God, have your will, have your way, peace and protection. May your joy be found in the small things. Thank you, mighty God. Amen. Amen. Let's turn out have a seat. Turn your eyes to the screen, and let's see some video news today. Hey
2: everyone, welcome to Activate Church. This is what you need to know for this week.
3: Hey everyone, hey my name's Ben, and one of the roles I have at Activate is I look after Activate groups. I just want to tell you a little bit about the group that I run. So it's a men's group, uh, and it's an amazing place. The the support we have for the guys, uh, the conversations we have, the challenges that we put against each other is, is just absolutely amazing. Uh, sometimes we can talk to three hours and you just leave feeling refreshed and it's fantastic. I couldn't imagine doing life without my group. And my role as Activate Groups leader is to help you find a group that you love as much as I love my group. We've got a whole range of different groups that you can be involved in. We've got men's groups, women's groups, mixed groups. We've got special interest groups, like craft groups and business groups, alpha groups, cake making groups. We've got dance groups. Come talk to me if you want to join a group. And if you can't find a group that you like, we'll make a new one for you. So either come to the info desk or go to the groups page on the website.
1: Global Legacy Month has been amazing, and we've had so many people saying, how do we become part of it? How are we part of leaving this legacy? Well, there's so many teams that you can be part of that make an impact every week, and we're making it easy for you. You can be on one of our kids' teams. You can be part of our hosting team, part of
0: our creator team, and so many more. So check it out and become part of the team. Hi, I'm Michael. If you're feeling stirred about ministry, the next best opportunity is on Monday night, starting on the 2nd of August. We're gonna have a course running for 10 weeks, really exploring what we believe is a church. It's gonna be a wonderful opportunity and I'd love to see you there.
4: Hi, my name's Chris. I'm the leader at
3: uh, Community Link Trust. If you've been moved to serve
4: local, I'd love to have a conversation with you about what that could look like. Or on the 24th, Anna from Reconciled World, Kit and myself, Uh, running a workshop on how you can serve and how you can help we'd love to see you there
0: hi thanks for being part of global legacy and thank you for putting your faith promise card in we will announce the results in a couple of weeks but in the meantime if you haven't yet got a card how about getting it in now because your part really really matters we want every person involved thanks
1: We have Your Part Matters workshop coming up on Saturday the 24th of July. We also have Good to Great Marriage Seminar that's happening on Saturday 31st of July. And then we also have Activate Education Night classes starting on Monday 2nd of August. Now you're up to date. For more info, go to the info desk or our website at acnz.church.
2: Atamaria Church, welcome this morning if you'd like to stand with us. We're going to praise the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I invite you to lift your hands, sing as loud as you like. We're going to praise our God this morning.
5: Sing, I come. I come to you. So hard for the things you've done. I come to you, giving all my praise for the day you've made. You're amazing, forever reigning, my God. There's no one like you, none beside you,
2: my God. We sing everywhere.
5: I will lift your name up in all I do I will give you praise Everywhere I go I will lift your name up I 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 lift your name up up. You with a sacrifice, want to lift you high. I come to you every night and day, want to give you praise. You're amazing, forever reigning. My God, there's no one like you, there's none beside you. My God, sing it out, church. Everywhere I go I will lift your name up In all I do I will give you praise Everywhere I go I will lift your name up I 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 lift your name up So whatever comes. Whatever comes my way, I will lift you up, giving you my praise. I will never stop, you're surrounding me. Your love overflows, I will lift your name. that not just loves us, but calls us His friend. Does that sound good? (laughs) I don't know about you, but a God that is so powerful, that is above all else, and He wants to say that I'm His friend. He wants to say that you're His friend. That is incredible. So let's sing to our friend this morning. Who am I? Who am I that you are mindful of me? That you hear me? when I call is it true that you are thinking of me how you love me it's amazing who am I Lord who am I that you are mindful It's true that you are thinking of me. How you love me? How you I'm full of love.
1: you as our friend, that you are our friend. Thank you, mighty God. What a privilege that none of us are alone. None of us are without friends, Lord. Thank you, Father, Father. for friendship with you, mighty God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Have a seat, everyone. Thank you, team. This morning, I get the privilege of welcoming up Chris Hubbard to share communion with us. Thank you, Chris. If you're at home, gather your emblems because we've got communion.
4: Thank you, Pam. Thanks. Good morning. I assume the uh, communion's being handed out by faith. Thank you. I just want to read Matthew chapter 26 and starting at verse 26, well-known passage. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. I was reading this a couple of days ago and I thought, you know, I don't know whether I'm just the slow one in the group but, or whether you've already realised this, but I had not connected the communion cup and bread with the two new commandments that Jesus gave us. To love our neighbour as ourselves and to love the Lord thy God with all our heart, mind and soul. And it sort of came clear to me and I thought, oh, I hadn't quite seen it that clear before. You know, when Jesus uh, said, take, eat, this is my body... He's talking about the body that was growing, the body that was expanding, the church of God, you know, and thinking about who we are in Christ. You know, if you look at First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 29, talking about communion again, Paul talks about the fact that they weren't discerning the body of Christ. They weren't discerning the fact that they were a part of a larger organization. they just there for themselves, thinking about them and Jesus. But he was saying, no, you need to discern the Lord's body. You need to understand that you're part of the whole, that this little piece of bread that you take is part of the loaf, that we're like a little cell, the part of Jesus's body. A cell, you know, if you look at an individual cell, you can't see it with the naked eye. But all together, it forms a body that functions and works and, and goes forth. And I thought, yeah, it's like loving your neighbor as yourself is like discerning the Lord's body, not just in these four walls, not just in every church around the world, but also in the community of those who are being saved. There's a a body out there that is growing and every little piece that we contribute is the piece that's important. And he said to the communion, the Corinthian church, you know, you've got to think about those other people around you. If you're hungry, eat at home, come and think about others when you come together. And I thought, yeah, that just connects, doesn't it? And then he said, this is my blood of the new covenant. Blood of the new covenant. And took me straight to 1 John 3.1. You know, when it says, what manner of love has the Father bestowed on us that we should be called children of God? Isn't that amazing? I, mean, I just I just astounded the fact that we can be called sons and daughters of the living God who made the entire universe, that we could be called into His family. That's that's love beyond my imagination, that we could be called into that. And that relationship that now He has started by His intent with us, who weren't worthy but He made us worthy in Christ, has caused me to pour out our love or our love back to Him and to love Him with all our heart and soul and mind and body. And I started to connect these two commandments with with. With communion and we thought as much as we celebrate this we celebrate loving each other and loving God and that's what it's really all about in 2nd Peter chapter 1 and verse 2 it says as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness isn't that amazing we have everything already Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. That's just, that's an amazing scripture right there. But I say that because the new covenant, according to Hebrews 8 verse 6, is based on better promises, isn't it? And he said, take this blood of the new covenant. That word covenant literally means contract. God, the Father, wrote a contract, a new revised one with better promises, with everything that needs you need for life and godliness. And he wrote this contract and he signed it by the most precious thing he had, which is the blood of Jesus, his son. And he said, this is my will for you. This is what I'm calling you into. But like any contract, it's pointless until we enact it. It's pointless until we take hold of it. You know, and if we've been born again, we've taken hold of one clause, one promise within that contract of salvation. But there's so much more in there. He said he's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Everything that you can come across, every need that you have is in that contract that he's written. But we have to enact it. We have to put a claim against it. You know, if it's an insurance policy, you have to put a claim against what you've lost to get that back. It doesn't, doesn't count for anything unless you do. If it's a home loan you've arranged, it doesn't count for anything until you draw it down and actually enact it. If it's a will and you get a letter from the lawyer saying your great uncle has left you a fortune, it doesn't make any difference until you go and go to that lawyers and sign off and agree and receive that. You know, the, the contract is there with everything that God wills for our life and has given to us, but it's up to us to take hold of it. When you realize that, it pours out love back to him and say, thank you, Father, you've given me all things. Isn't that amazing? I just think it's incredible. We have to enact, enable, put into effect, claim by faith the promises that he's written in this new agreement, this new contract that he's given to us. I think it's an amazing way of thinking about it. I'll write this out. And We didn't write it out and think, this is what we'd like, Father. Can you please agree to it? No, he designed this. He put it in there by his own will and love. He who, didn't, uh, he who gave his own son, how will he not with him freely give us all things, as Romans 8 talks about? Amen. So when we take communion this morning, I just want to, when you take the, the bread, well, actually, it's a little rice cracker. We have to think about being a part of a big rice cracker this morning instead of a loaf. But when you take that, it's a matter of giving ourselves away, isn't it? It's a matter of being part of the body. It's a matter of doing our part that God has called us to do. Not in in stressful sort of way, but what He calls us to do by His Spirit to partake or contribute to the body of Christ. And when you take the cup, think about the covenant the new agreement, the new contract, and whatever your particular need is most at the moment, this is the agreement that you're saying, I'm partaking of this contract. I'm, I'm agreeing with this contract. I know that you have supplied my every need and I will find those promises and I will enact them by faith. And I know that you have loved me and given me all things that pertain to life and godliness through his great and precious son. Amen. So let me just pray. Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for your promises. I thank you for what you've given us in this new agreement. I thank you that we remember the the death of Jesus because of what you enacted for us, that you brought in this possibility that we might live in a loving, beautiful relationship with one another and with you. And I thank you for your revelation of your knowledge to each person listening this morning, that we might receive the truth of your word and might understand how much you've given us in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's have a take together.
2: Just in your own time, there's no rush at all. We invite you to stand to worship and to praise our King. Isn't that beautiful that we can trust in His promise? We can trust in the words of our Father to be truthful that He delivers, He delivers on what He says He'll do. As we were um, preparing for the Sunday, I felt a call from God to come home, for his people to come home. He says, in mind. He doesn't mind what you look like. He doesn't mind where you've been, who you've mixed with. He just says, come home. And in his grace and in his love and in his mercy, because of that, we praise him. So I invite you to stand. We're going to praise our heavenly father for his goodness. We're going to come home to Abba, to Father, today.
5: Mm. You're a good, good Father. find yourself in I am still good and you can trust me to walk you step by step through the season and you can trust me that when you can't walk I will carry you and you can trust me when I tell you to run I will strengthen you to be able to run I can only lead you as far as you will trust me trustworthy
0: maker, You are the miracle worker and today we celebrate You. Lord, I ask today that there is revelation. There is revelation for every one of us about who You are and how You operate and some of the things that You want to release through us into the world. So I ask that You would give us the ability to open our spiritual eyes and ears to hear what You're saying. Father, where there is need, we release Your power this morning to meet the need in Jesus' name. Whether you're in buildings or whether you're online, we release miracles this morning in Jesus' name. I release healing this morning in the name of Jesus. I release provision this morning in the name of Jesus. Solutions to problems we haven't been able to solve. Answers to the restoration of relationships this morning. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would move and that you would move powerfully. In Jesus' name, we give you thanks and we honor you today. Amen. 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 You can take a seat. Kia ora koutou, co Sheridan Taku Ingawa. Let me bless you this morning. Kai Marama Kina Mohiotanga Ruako ti warua tapu. May we know and be known by, I love that. May we know and be known by the presence and revelation of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit today. Today. Well, very good morning. What to you? It's nice to see you online. Great to see you. Welcome. Nice to have you with us today. Hey, um, the global ministry, uh, global legacy that we're talking about. We we will be announcing that in the next couple of weeks how we've gone. But we want to give you time to get your cards in, because your part really does matter, and we want you to be able to celebrate as part of the team, part of the family when we announce it in a couple of weeks how we've gone with the global mission offering. So. There are cards in the foyer at the hub desk. Make sure you, you get hold of a card and you, you get your card and it's going to be good. Well, is it okay? Well, I'm not, I don't even know I'm asking permission, actually, because I'm going to do it. So I'm going to stir the pot just a little bit today. And that's all right. I'd love you to open your Bibles to the book of Acts. I've got a new preaching style. It looks like this. I don't move. I'm going to talk Monotone because I had the family around to watch rugby last night, and they mocked me. (laughs) Nah, I don't care. (laughs) We're four weeks into a series. No, we're not. It's a four-week series of Acts. This is week three. And uh, so far, we've looked at together or unity. We've looked at the ripple effect. My title today is The Power We Have. The Power We Have. And I want us to turn to Acts chapter 3 and verse 1 to start with, the power we have. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate. So he could beg for the people Beg from the people going into the temple. Then he saw Peter and John about to enter. He asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently and Peter said, Look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. Most of us don't realize the power that we have access to. We have no idea. Most of us simply don't realise that the power we have access to is the power of God. Let that sink in just for a moment. You have access to the power of God, creator of the universe, of all things. You have access, as a disciple of Christ, to the power Of God. That is an amazing thing. Sorry, I've got no cash on me, but let me give you what I have got. He says to a man who was born lame, is now an adult, has never walked a day in his life, has been carried into this place for years and years and years. Let me give you what I have got. Get up and walk. That is power. That's incredible power. Can I ask you this morning, what is your expectation of God's power? What's your expectation of God's power? When I drive a V8, I have a touchy foot. The truth is, when I drive anything, I have a touchy foot or a touchy hand. But in a V8, I have a twitchy foot because I know it's got power there and I just want to use it. Any given opportunity, I want to use it because I know it's there. I love it. I wonder if we have the same expectation in God. We've got this incredible power that we've been given access to, the power of God. I wonder if we drive with a twitchy foot. Just let me loose. Just let me lay my hands on them. Just let me pray for them. Just let me prophesy over them. Just God, do your thing. How eager and expectant and prepared are we for a release of the power of God? Do we live in that expectancy? Do we have, do you, let me say you. I like to say we, but today I want to personalise it because I want to get under your skin a bit because I, I believe God's going to plant something in you today. Do you have any grasp of the power you have access to? Online, Do you have any grasp of the power that you have access to? We get to release God's power in all sorts of ways, don't we? There's, there's many ways we can release the power I have. What I have, I give you. They said we can release God's power through prayer. We can release God's power through declaration. This isn't a full list. Through faith, through building in the spirit, through worship, through praise, through speech, through the laying on of hands. There's many ways we can release the power of God. But do we release the power of God? Jesus' desire is that all of his disciples operate in his power that all of his disciples access his power. Not only access it, but access it with authority. But I'm not actually sure we want this. I'm not sure you want this. I'm not sure that you expect this. And I'm not sure that you even believe this. And those comments are based simply on my observation of how many of us come to prayer meeting. See, I told you I was going to get under your skin. It's like we were just encouraged around communion. There's a contract, but it means nothing unless we access it. And we've been given access to the power of God. At the end of the day, I guess it's human nature, isn't it? But we, we tend to ignore things that, are, that will minimalize areas of faith that require our pursuit, our fervour, our passion, our hunger until we need something, until we need a miracle. And I hear this all the time, you know, oh, no. I'm not sure God will come through. I'm not sure God wants to do that. And the problem is that we never build our faith muscle until we want to access it. It's like if I never go for a run and then I try to run a marathon, I'll tell you the outcome. (laughs) Probably after 100 metres, I'm gasping for breath. 200 metres, I'm crawling. 300 metres, I'm asking Jesus to take me home. (laughs) Hey. Because I've never exercised or grown those muscles. But we've got a faith muscle that God's saying and encouraging. Come on, build this thing because I'm giving you access to my power and you need it. And you don't just need it when you need a miracle. It's not just about you. It's about the body as we heard. It's about beyond. You need to access my power. You need to build your expectation, your hope, your faith that I'm going to move powerfully and I'm going to move through you. As I prepared for 2021, I really felt God giving me this theme, Back to the Future. And uh, as I explored that further and said, Lord, what are you actually saying? I felt strongly that he was saying, Sheridan, the church needs to go back to Pentecost and grasp and take hold of what happened there so I can shoot you into the future equipped with the tools I gave you at Pentecost. Because the sad reality is we're not displaying all the attributes that the church in Acts displayed in 2021. There's some stuff we've forgotten about or we're missing or we've just laid down because it was too hard. But I believe he's saying, come on, it's time to pick that up and go forward with it because you're going to need it for the future. I've got planned for you. I love what Pastor Simon said the other week about, if you go back to Babel, the, um, or Babel the, the language was split. This is the promise of God that brings a common language back to the church. Language of power. It's incredible. So, so that was the birth of the church as we know it. At Pentecost, then you jump forward through to verse 41. In between times, Peter just does this incredible message. You get to verse 41 and it says, Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day. About 3,000 in all. That's a good day at church. That's a great day at church. Every pastor I know would go, that's a great day, until we've got to sort it out. At which time we go, maybe not such a great day. But they go, that's a great day at church. Then we carry on from there and we start to see in the next five or so verses what the church looked like. So from verse 42. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and the sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miracles, signs and wonders. All the believers met together in... One place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. That's actually a really powerful scripture. It was actually the role, uh, part of the duties of the temple were to make sure the needs of the people were met. But they'd stopped doing that, according to many commentators. And because they'd stopped doing that, Jesus is reinstituting that through his church in the day, in the time. They sold their property possessions and shared money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. And while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people, and each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. If you look at the church there, you'll notice a few things. Number one, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Then they really enjoyed the F word. Fellowship. I don't know where you went. Fellowship. Some of you thought I was going to say food, didn't you? Fellowship. Relationship. They had alliance with one another. They were a single of purpose, harmony, sharing meals, needs. They were in absolute awe of what God was doing. And the supernatural was at work. They were at work in the supernatural. Powerfully, they were together in proximity and values and goodwill and in homes. That they were meeting the needs of one another, they were worshipping, they were praising, they were enjoying themselves. In fact, their lives looked so attractive that people were being connected to them daily. That's amazing. What an incredible picture of the church! I'm not sure we're doing such a good job of that these days. Not so sure. The world seems to know everything we disagree with. When's the last time you heard someone say, I went to church with my friend? It was incredible. They were the happiest, most generous, loud, friendly, crazy, kind, boisterous, encouraging, hospitable people I have ever met. That was amazing. I had a blast. I can't wait to meet with them again. And I've discovered that actually that was just reflecting who God is. Amazing. We tend to hear other things like everything that Christians don't agree with. Oh yeah, I met that bunch. They looked like they were baptized in lemon juice. Yeah, yeah. They weren't that friendly. I'm not talking about activate church of course i'm talking about the church why is this i ask as i ponder back to the future and i ponder i'll give you what i have i think that some of us have lost the essence of what it is to be church to be the body of christ let me ask you a couple of questions when's the last time you invited someone home for a meal And if you're sitting there really smug right now going, I did it last week, when's the last time you invited someone you don't know home for a meal? When's the last time you went out of your way to meet a need somebody's got? These are just standard marks of the New Testament church. When's the last time you went out of your way to meet the need of someone else? When is the last time you devoted yourself to a biblical teaching in order to see it outworked in your life? When's the last time you prayed for a miracle? Not for yourself, for someone else. Like I said, I'm trying to get under your skin a little bit this morning. It's not pointing the finger, it's just saying, because when you point the finger you've got three coming back at you, it's just saying that we've lost something of the essence of the New Testament church that needs to be reclaimed. I want to talk for the rest of this message about a small phrase in the book of Acts here, but I, I think it's something that the wider church at large neglects terribly, and we neglect it at the cost of seeing the power of God at work powerfully. I think it's a phrase that because we neglect it, it just puts a ceiling on our lives and it puts a ceiling on the impact of the church in society and in the world. I believe it's an absolute key to what God's doing and it's a key to this, I will give you what I have. Are you ready? One of you's ready. Oh, sorry, I insulted the rest of you. You're all salty. You're all salty with me. Probably online too. They probably turned it off. Yeah. Oh, oh. Oh. Are you ready for this? Great. Verse 47. Go to verse 47 of chapter 2. Circle this in your Bible. Five words. Here we go. Five words. All the while praising God. This great big list of everything that's happening all the while praising God, praising God. Can I ask you, when is the last time you just spontaneously broke out in praise at home? When's the last time you spontaneously broke out in praise in your car only to realise, oh my goodness, I'm stopped at the lights and there's people parked beside me. When's the last time you spontaneously broke out in praise at work or in your garden or wherever? Because all the while, they were praising God. Jan and I, I was so proud of us. Jan and I were outside a couple of weeks ago and we were both looking up at the same time and the most incredible shooting star I have ever seen. Like it was just like, we looked at each other and went, oh my goodness, did you see that? That was just like, wow, it was like our own personal fireworks display. It was incredible. And we looked at each other, and our next response was, God, you are absolutely amazing. That is incredible. God, that you would do that just for us, because we're the only two on the whole planet looking up at this moment. (laughs) Praise just erupted. There's an old hymn, Praise is the Power of Heaven. Does anyone know it? Praises the power of heaven. Not now. Praises the power of heaven. Praises the power that opens the door to the King, the King of all kings. It's so true. It's so true. I just wanted to sing because Simon always sings, and I was feeling that I was getting left behind, so I had to up the ante a bit today. Here's the challenge with praise. Praise costs you. Praise doesn't come from free. That's why we don't step into it as often as we should. Worship's easy. It's kind of what worship looks like, eh? Sway a bit if you want to get real spiritual. You you can be fairly passive in your worship, but praise you just can't be. Praise demands something from deep in you because I'm praising you, Lord, because you're amazing. I'm praising you because of who you are. I'm praising you because of something you've done. I'm praising you because you've put this in me. I'm praising you for life. I'm praising you for provision. I'm praising you for family. I am praising you and it's coming up out of me and that doesn't happen for free. I've got to It's what the Bible says, a sacrifice of praise. It's not free. It costs you. But praise is meant to be a lifestyle, not an event. And to foster a lifestyle of praise will change your world. To to foster a lifestyle of praise will change church, will change a nation, will change the nations because it's supposed to be a lifestyle, not a special event. If praise is a lifestyle, I associate with praise with the good days and the tough days because praise is a lifestyle. Not every day is a good day. Just in case you were waiting for that, not every day is a good day. Some days are just tough. Yeah? Anyone ever had a tough day? Yeah, some of us. Oh, a couple of us. The rest of you are liars. Oh, that's not very PC. You're liars. The pra- praise, praise, tough days happen. But when praise is a lifestyle, you find something to praise God for. But when praise is an event, you save it for gatherings at church like this, and you have your moment, or you save it for when you're desperate. You do. Oh, God, help. Oh, praise. But it's not supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be a lifestyle. In the King James, because it was the easiest one to research, um, the, the phrase praise the Lord is a, in there 150 times plus. But the words praise, and hallelujah, which is praise 10,000 times, over 1,800 times. Because praise is to be a lifestyle word, not an event Word. I love the new song that um Equippers Church have released called State of Mind. It says the words say, I don't need a reason to praise you. This is my state of mind. My God, in every season I'll praise you. This is my state of mind. I love that. It's a it's a lifestyle song. Now grab your Bibles and let's go to Acts chapter 16 and verse 16. Paul and Silas, Acts sixteen sixteen. One day, as we were going down to the place of prayer, we meet a, met a demon-possessed slave girl. She was a fortune teller who earned a lot of money for her masters. She followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, these men are servants of the Most High God, and they have come to tell you how to be saved. If you ever had the question, can a demon tell the truth, there is your answer. Yes. Their motives wouldn't have been right, though. This went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And instantly it left her. Her master's hopes of wealth were now shattered, so they grabbed Paul and Silas, dragged them before the authorities at the marketplace. The whole city is in an uproar because of these Jews, they said. They are teaching customs that are illegal for us Romans to practice. A mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas, and the city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten, and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape, so the jailer put them into the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in stocks. Now, that's not a pretty picture. That is dark. They've got their feet in stocks. They're sitting in and amongst all the excrement and everything else. It's just not nice at all. Around midnight, verse 25, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Just said the environment they were in. Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly there was a massive earthquake, and the prison was shaken to the foundations. All the doors immediately flew open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open and assumed the prisoners uh, had all escaped. So he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted to him, Stop! Don't kill yourself! We are all here. If you do a little bit of a study on the word that King James uses, it says they were singing praises. And the word there literally means they were singing and they were celebrating. Picture the scene again. They were celebrating. They were praising. They were singing. The message says um, they were singing a robust hymn. The Passion says they were singing or they sang songs of praise to God. In this environment. In the voice translation, even there, the, the jailer realised that the power of heaven was released through their praise. That this power we have is released through our praise. Through our praise. Why should we praise? I've given you a few reasons, but this power we have is released through our praise. Our praise. Can I ask you a question, please? How is your praise? How is your praise? We all have, we're humans. We all have areas in our lives where we've been robbed. We all have areas in our lives that we could say are reasons not to praise we, we, we have areas in our lives that perhaps have been stripped and beaten and imprisoned. But how is your praise? Because maybe, just maybe, Jesus is nicer than you think he is and your answer is in your praise. Maybe your answer is in your praise. Maybe it's Praise, then the answers, not answers, then we praise. Maybe it's praise, then the answers, not answers, then we'll praise. Maybe it's your lifestyle of praise that will release the miracle. Maybe it's your lifestyle of praise that will allow the power that we have to flow through you. As I was preparing this, I had this thought which I wrote down, if we choose to wallow in our challenges rather than find a reason to praise Jesus, we are essentially putting our feelings and perceptions above the reality of who Jesus is. He's God. This is called pride and this is called idolatry. I know that's pretty heavy, but it's true. If we choose to wallow in our challenges rather than find a reason to praise Jesus, we are essentially putting our feelings and perceptions above the reality of who Jesus is, and he is God. This is called pride or idolatry. So coming off that heavy statement, let me give you seven great things that praise does in your life. If you've got your phone, you should write these in your notepad, or at least write the scriptures Seven results of praise. Number one, praise gets our focus on God. Gets our focus back on Him. It develops our hunger. It sets our expectations. Psalms 150 verse 2 says, Praise Him for His mighty works. Praise His unequaled greatness. Number two, praise keeps us humble. Psalms 95, 2 and 3. Let us come to Him with thanksgiving. Let us sing psalms of praise to Him. For the Lord is a great God, a great King above all gods. In other words, you are God and I am not. Number three, praise gives victory over the enemy. Praise gives victory or it releases victory when we praise. Praise. 2 Chronicles twenty twenty two, At the very moment, they began to sing and give praise. The Lord caused the armies of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. At the very moment, they started to sing and give praise. I love that. Praise gives victory over the enemy. Number four, you can't complain and be negative and praise at the same time. You just can't. It doesn't work. You praise yourself happy. That's what happens. Keeps our attitude right. Praise keeps our attitude right. Psalms 103, 2. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things He does for me. He forgives all my sins. He heals all of my diseases. He redeems me from death. And He crowns me with love and with tender mercies. Number five. Praise creates the environment for God's blessing, Miracles and wonders. In other words, praise releases this power we have. Ephesians 1:3. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. we united with Christ. Number six. When we praise. We're inviting the presence of God. When we praise, we're releasing the power of God because His presence is in the praises of His people. Psalm 22.3, He inhabits the praises of His people. You want to get in the presence of God? Praise. Praise. It's how you get in His presence. You praise. Number seven. We are revitalised, we are refreshed, reinvigorated, repassioned, restored when we are in His presence. That's what happens in His presence. Psalm 1611. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of Your presence and the pleasures of living with You forever. Psalm 63.3. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. Friends, this power we have is released through praise, all the time praising Him need to see God move in your life crank up your praise life you're feeling dry and thirsty and want to get in the presence of God, crank up your praise life you're having a pity party crank up your praise life you're wondering what to do next with God, crank up your praise life need to see a miracle crank up your praise life Need to see a God solution? Crank up your praise life. Want to bless your family? Crank up your praise life. Want to annoy the neighbours? Really crank up your praise life. Would you like to stand to your feet for a moment? I'm going to read to you to conclude. When I find it. Psalm 150. And then I want us to praise Jesus right where you are. Just praise Him. Lift up His name. This is one of the greatest psalms of praise. What what I believe we're doing is we're smashing a ceiling over your life. I'm prophesying right now. That as you praise, you're going to smash a ceiling over your life. If you're online, if you're sitting at the traffic lights in the car or in your lounge, whatever, same applies. This isn't just about being in a building. Wherever you are, you can smash a ceiling over your life by praising Jesus. And we're going to smash a ceiling this morning. And I was came to my mind, um, and I can't quite remember the context, it just came to my mind, but um, it was the arrows, one of the can't quite remember who, was hit the arrow on the ground, told to hit the arrow on the ground. And he hit it three times, I think. And then they said to him, why didn't you hit it seven times? You could add all of this, but you settled for this. And I think it's a bit like that with our praise. We can praise at a four, or we can praise at a 10. And it's going to do something with the ceiling over your life. For a moment, this is about you. It's going to do something with the ceiling over your life. In fact, why don't we give Jesus a praise right now, eh? it would be really good, right? Come on, let's lift up the name of Jesus. He's worthy of all praise and all honor, all glory. It belongs to Him. He is our God. We praise You, Jesus. We worship You. We honor You in this praise. There is none like You. None like You. I'm going to give you a 4 out of 10 for that effort. See, I could see your faces. That's not judgmental. Oh, it is really judgmental, actually. I'm still giving you a 4 out of 10. Probably at home it was only a 3 out of 10. I'm going to read this psalm and then throw yourself into 100%. You know, for Peter, the place of the miracle was when he stepped out of the boat. Oh, it's all right for you, Sheridan. You're an extrovert. You like making noise. No, I don't. I'm an introvert. I am. Ask my wife. I like a nice, quiet place. The lawnmower It's my favourite place in the world. All by myself. In the green grass. But it's not going to hold my praise back because I've been going through the Scriptures and I cannot find that introverts are exempt from praise doesn't say it anywhere. I don't feel like it today. It doesn't say you're exempt either. I don't make a pleasant sound. It doesn't say you're exempt either. Oh, but I haven't got faith. No, it doesn't say you're exempt. The person beside me might be embarrassed. Doesn't matter. It doesn't say you're exempt. It just says the last line of the Psalm is praise the Lord. The line before that is everything that has breath. Put your hand up. All of you, put your hand know, up. I'm just checking. You heard me. You responded. You must have breath. It's talking to you. Good? You ready? I, I don't think you should leave anything here. I think if we all go out and, and knock like at the door, or if you've got to go and get a drink afterwards at home, you've done a good job of praising God. I think if at the door no one could say goodbye because I've got no voice left, we've done a good job of praising God. I think if... A rock cries out on my watch. It's embarrassing. That would be, wouldn't it? Imagine if you're just walking along and the rock starts going, Oh, praise Jesus! God, you're awesome! That's an embarrassing day right there when the rock starts crying out. Because we won't. Here we go. By the way, don't don't jump the start because it starts with praise the Lord as well. but you don't have to wait to the end if you don't want you ready? Yeah. <laughs> I just got a picture in my head of the spiritual realm that's why I'm smiling because I think if you can see what happens in the spiritual realm when we praise Jesus you won't hold back you won't here we go praise the Lord Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heaven. Praise Him for His mighty works. Praise His unequal greatness. Praise Him with the blast on the ramthorn. Praise Him with the wire and the harp. Praise Him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise Him with the strings and the flutes. Praise Him with the clans and the cymbals.
5: Praise Him with the
0: loud clanging cymbals everything on earth praise the Lord come on and praise us praise you Jesus we praise you God you are worthy of all praise thank you Jesus we honour you we praise you we lift you up We celebrate you, there is none like you. We thank you for life, we thank you for provision, we thank you for health, we thank you for the ability to think, we thank you for being able to partner with you. We thank you for your love and for your grace and for your mercy. We celebrate you today. Come on, lift them up. Yes, lift them up, come on. Don't go tired. Lift them up, we praise you Jesus. Ceilings have been smashed in Jesus' name. Ceilings over your life in Jesus' name. Remove as we celebrate the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We give you thanks. We give you thanks, Jesus. We give you thanks. Thank you, God. Oh, run out of voice. Now as I praise Jesus, I think back to when I was a teenager and I was doing my best to run away from God. As I praise Jesus, I do my best to not all the time, but sometimes think of when I was in hospital with major injuries, facing a long, long journey ahead of me. And my parents' pastor came and prayed for a miracle and I received one. Talking to my mum the other day and she said, Oh, she can't remember much about the whole event. All she remember was going to see this young man in a plastic bubble in the hospital. That was me. I can't even remember that apparently. I was on a, you know, they put you to sleep for a few days or weeks. And I just go, thank you, God. I've got so much to praise him for. I've got so much to praise him for. What have you got to praise him for? You know, the greatest thing we praise Him for is salvation, is, the, is the, the relationship that He's given us, the contract of salvation, coming into relationship with Him. God wants to partner with Him. He wants you to partner with Him. He's done everything for you to partner with Him. Everything. All you've got to do is receive His gift. All you've got to do is draw down on that contract. And Romans tells us that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we believe in our heart, that He was risen from the grave on the third day, we will be saved. In other words, the relationship will be connected, not only for this life, but all eternity. That is such a cool thing. It doesn't mean every day is going to be a good day. Just let me add that. Some days are tough. They are. But you've got Jesus with you. You've got eternal hope. You've got the Creator of the universe that you're partnered with, that you're walking with for all eternity. What more could you ask for? Can I ask you to bow your heads for just a moment? Because... I want to give you an opportunity today to say yes to stepping into a relationship with Jesus. And it may be the very first time you've done that, and that's awesome. Today is a great, great day for you. Or it could be that you've done it before. You just know there's something not right in your relationship with Jesus, and you're saying, Lord, I I need to push reset and start again. Because something's not right, and I want to do it your way, and I want to live your way, and I want to walk with you, and I want to know what it is to walk intimately with you. You'll know if you need to respond in this morning. I really encourage you to be courageous. I'm going to get you just to lift your hand in a moment. Give me a wave. There's nothing in the hand wave. I just want to be able to celebrate with you. Say well done. and We'll all pray together at the end. At home, this is you as well. If you know you need to say yes to Jesus today, no matter where you are, you have not strayed too far. Jesus is loving, He's compassionate, He's kind and He wants relationship with you. Today, if you know you need to say, in just a second, I'm going to get you to hold your hand up. Please lift your hand quickly, boldly. You say, yes, Jesus, I choose you. If you know you need to respond to Him today. Can you lift your hand right now? Just make sure I catch your eye, wherever you are. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome, man. That's great. Fantastic. I'm just going to wait just a couple of seconds. Make sure you catch my eye, please. Thank you. That's fantastic. I've seen two people give me a wave today. Every, every week, people respond to Jesus. the five seconds If you're responding online today how about you just write something in the chat bit there that you're responding to Jesus today well, Church I've seen two people respond. How about we give them a big hand whenever people get their lives right with Jesus the greatest celebration. Bible tells us the angels party. Fantastic. Why don't we all pray together this morning? Pray with me. Jesus. I, know, I didn't hear you because the bend. Jesus. Thank you for life. Thank you that you want to partner with me. And today I say yes to you. Realign my life, please. Wash me of stuff that would sin. (laughs) Yeah, wash me of that. Help me to walk in your ways. I'm so grateful that you embrace me. And it's a pleasure to say yes to you. Amen. 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 Well, you can say amen once. Awesome. Why don't you give Jesus one last praise this morning? Well, don't make it the last one, just another one.
1: Thank you, Pastor Sheridan. Thank you for the encouraging message about praise. Um, Let's remember it every day, every hour of every week. So thank you, Church, for being here this morning. May you have a wonderful rest of your day and week. Thank you for your giving. Thank you, Lord. uh, Thank you, people, for joining online. Uh, It's wonderful to have you with us. Thank you for joining with us. Tonight, uh, come back. We have the 6 p.m. We have Pastor Steve uh, sharing with us tonight, which will be a great gathering. Um, If you'd like prayer, please feel free to come forward. And there's a team that would love to pray with you. But I do feel like we need to go out with some praise. Yeah, you guys have got this, eh? Yeah, let's have a um, good end of our gathering and a wonderful rest of our day. Thanks,
2: everyone. All right, church, be ready to praise the Lord.
5: For the things you've done I come to you Giving all my praise For this day you've made You're amazing Forever reigning My God There's no one like you None beside you My God Come on, let I am your neighbor. I come, I to you with a sacrifice, Lord to lift you high, I come to you every night and day, Lord to give you praise, you're amazing,
3: forever reigning
5: my God. There's no one like you, none beside you, my God